Okay, in this podcast episode, we'll be discussing the topic of software quality assurance business. We'll tackle entrepreneurship-related questions, industry trends, and look back on 2022 and some insights to 2023. Uh, about myself, I'm an expert in audio and video testing, uh, leading efforts to ensure the accuracy and consistency of test result data and managing one of the Tesla's biggest audio and video benchmarking projects. Uh, joining me today is Erwin Greenfels, who has quite huge experience in quality assurance in general, and not only in business side of aspects. So Erwin, please introduce about yourself. Thank you. Happy to be here. And uh, thanks for hosting me today. Um, yeah, my, myself, I'm Erwin. I'm one of the co-founders of Tesla Lab, being here 11 years and uh, happy to join today's uh, podcast episode. Amazing. 11 years. Amazing. How are you today feeling? I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, usually, you know, like it's been a busy day uh, as Monday and uh, as a business owner, you know, like I like to be involved in many operational day-to-day -day things. So there's kind of tons of stuff uh, here, but I'm excited. I always wanted to be here and kind of discuss any topics. Uh, first question will be, what's the best place have you ever visited? Yeah, it's a good question. I like to travel uh, quite a lot, um, but um you know, it's it's always kind of very uh, tough um, to answer which one I like the best. But I would like to say is that uh, I like places that feel outside of this world. And uh, like one particular place comes in my mind. It's in China. It's called, um, I think, Hallelujah Park, Hallelujah Mountains. And it's uh, the place where a movie Avatar was shot. Uh, you probably oh. remember those kind of nice mountains that look like from not, not from this planet. It makes you kind of sit down and uh, kind of think over um, many things. So that, that, that comes in my memory. It was the place when it looked like the mountains are float floating, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that, in reality, yeah. it looks quite the same. Quite the same. Typically, it's foggy. And um, sometimes this uh, fog is kind of quite close uh, to the earth. And actual kind of uh, mountains look like they're kind of floating. It's truly amazing experience. Um, if you kind of look up... Uh, my um, Instagram, uh, you probably will find some one or two kind of videos of that. It was, yeah, something that comes to my memory, yeah. So that's uh, one of the places you should add to the bucket list, right? Yes, definitely, yeah, that, that I would recommend. It's quite hard to fly there. I think you need to fly with like two or three cities in China, and it's a bit complex there, but it's definitely well worth it if you happen to end up there. Why did you decide to start your own business, and how did you manage it? Yeah, so um, actually, Tesla Lab is not my first business. But, wow, uh, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. No, I didn't okay. know, actually. I thought that's your first one. Okay, I, I will tell about that as well, but um, let's kind of start about Tesla Lab. Uh, Tesla Lab um, idea was um, born maybe more than 11 years ago, back in Skype, when uh, I worked together with uh, my um, colleague, Andres, who is co-founder of Tesla Lab. And idea was floating maybe for more than one year, you know, like we were both working in quality assurance and engineering uh, fields in Skype. And that was a time when many uh, Skype um, uh, folks started their own businesses and journeys. And we scratched our heads and we thought, okay, maybe we should try also something on our own. And it was uh, parallel to, to Skype uh, work, yeah? We started it, yes, yeah, okay. during that time. And um, that's uh, at one point uh, the idea kind of materialized and we went uh, to a Latvian company register funded Tesla Lab. Quite important is to say in my mind that starting business is relatively easy. Uh, let me kind of give some statistics. In Latvia there is on average um, 10,000 companies started every year 
and around 15,000 uh, goes bankrupt. So <laughs> starting is kind of easy, but I think a really tough one is to yeah, handle and manage it. successful over many yeah. years and uh, maintain it, and that's the tough part. I don't have kind of real statistics, like how many companies get uh, through, let's say, a couple of years, but uh, my guess would be that it is significantly lower, and uh, that's the tough part. Uh, and uh, was it quite hard to get the clients to test that up initially? Uh, so we were quite successful in the sense that um, when we started company, we already were many, many years in a business, meaning that we had a lot of connections from Skype times, from any kind of previous works where we worked. And I can um, honestly say that um, like companies like Tesla Lab who are focusing on um, services or innovative products, uh, it's at least in the beginning, it's only about connections, only about relationships. And the initial clients that we got uh, were mostly by us reaching out to people whom we know, who trusted us, uh, who knew that they can kind of entrust their kind of product testing to us. And that definitely was initial success factor connections, people whom we knew, and especially from Skype times. Uh, okay, Evans, can you tell a bit more about the company itself? Sure, yeah. Uh, so in my mind, there are kind of two aspects of the company. Uh, number one, uh, for our existing and potential clients. Uh, and um, here I would say that we are just the best quality assurance partner. Uh, we have more than 500 skilled quality engineers. We provide full range of different quality assurance services, ranging from manual tests, automated tests, security testing, accessibility, UX testing, and many more. We do have a fleet of more than 5,000 different devices, be it low-end Androids, high-end Androids, iPhones, tablets, uh, Macs, PCs, you name it. Uh, we have it. <laughs> you name it, we have it. We have it, yeah. And uh, not to mention that uh, as a company, we are also externally audited and certified, uh, holding ISO 27001 and ISO 9001 certifications, meaning that uh, any client can entrust their um, confidential information to us. So that's number one. So essentially, um, the best quality assurance partner there might be. And But the second aspect uh, about the company is something for uh, our employees, uh, existing ones and the ones who uh, will join us in the future. And uh, here I would say that we want to build a company not only where there is um, great uh, culture, environment and uh, growth opportunities, but also a great place uh, to work and uh, have fun with your co-workers and um, have like endless uh, memories. Uh, what would be the approach if you didn't have the connections from the Skype times? How do you think? Uh, How would Tesla Lab uh, evolve? Well, maybe it wouldn't evolve at all. <laughs> that <would> be, that, <laughs> no, that, that's an honest answer. You know, like I, I don't think it be, we would be successful without those connections like uh, okay. from our initial um, clients uh, definitely some of the initial biggest ones uh, did come from our network from people whom we trusted and that definitely kind of gave initial kind of boost if it wouldn't be possible maybe alternative would be to invest uh, significant funds in uh, marketing in sales uh, hire kind of strong people or look for more partners not only us two but somebody else who would kind of join in. But it, uh, in, in a sense, how currently company involved with all those connections, it would be not possible at all. So that's 100%.
Yeah, marketing is one of the most essential things uh, nowadays. And uh, but 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 I would say so definitely at the moment. Of course, at the moment uh, in eleventh um, uh, or tenth of year, there's a lot. Of course, connections are not um, uh, the only thing or not the main thing that is driving success at the moment. We have a very strong marketing team, very strong sales team, and uh, also Tesla Lab is known in industry. So we're getting a lot of inbound leads. Many people are writing to us, seeking for testing help. And that at the, at the moment, that is kind of driving company forward. That's great. Uh, you mentioned that you had previous businesses as well. Maybe you can give a little bit insight about them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that I wanted to mention. Thanks for reminding. So <laughs> yeah. uh, right after finishing university with a couple of my friends, uh, we decided also to fund and start uh, the very first company. My job was a programmer, so I did code in uh, Java. And that time it was uh, Symbian phones and Java to micro edition phones. And uh, uh, we had a lot of kind of ideas about different mobile products, mostly around uh, remote controlling uh, computers or video surveillance and mobile phones and many others. But um, yeah, I would say at that point of time, we, um, well, first of all, we didn't have any connections. We didn't have any go-to-market plan or uh, it was just kind of uh, young folks with uh, uh, great ideas. <laughs> but um, well, of course, you know, like you can imagine how it ended, but uh, um, nevertheless, I would say it was excellent learning. Uh, also myself, I learned a lot about what it means to start a business from practical point of view, what it means to work with different partners in the business. I also learned what it means to have a strong go-to-market strategy and what it means actually to figuring out whom and how to sell the product. So that definitely was a kind of great learning exercise. As we know, a lot of business-to-business companies struggle to attract the clients at the start. Well, you mentioned that network is essential part, right? When it comes to founders and kind of uh, starting the business, um, I would say 90% of the success is not like how smart or how good your business plan is or how knowledgeable you are in domain. Uh, That's maybe 10%. uh, 90% is how well you communicate with other people, how strong your network is, is how uh, fast you can make new relationships uh, how you can make people to trust your services. So that kind of communication aspect and building network, especially during the first years sort of like starting the business, that's absolutely the um, most important stuff. At what point did you like look at your business and consider, hey, it's really a success for us? Not yet. Not uh, yet. Still no, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> okay. And let me explain why. Uh, definitely not yet. Uh, that's because you're still running the company. Um Kind of, yes, but uh, but of course, you know, success is kind of very, let's say, open and vaguely described term. I mean, for some, success could mean like if uh, somebody comes and um, offers nine-figure uh, amount of dollars to buy your company, that could be one way of success. <laughs> Another way of success would be, you know, like if company is always profitable. Another way of success would be to see that uh, clients and employees are uh, uh, happy and uh, with the product and services we are offering. So there are kind of different ways how to look at success, but um, the reason why I say is that um, I don't think we can yet define success is because if we could, it would mean to pause uh, all active innovations and growth um, and kind of sit back in comfort zone. And in my mind, that would be wrong. There's definitely many things to do uh, for a company and continue aggressive growth. 
uh, that's why I don't think we can call uh, success uh, at the moment. You mentioned that the success is different, right, for each uh, one of us. So what does success mean to you? I like... Honestly, How can you define no, it? But, but, but honestly, I like not so much to think about it because, again, if I would do, uh, it would mean to stop those active um, innovations and growth forward. The only thing that I could say, success means that continuously improving. So... If yeah, it would become uh, worse, let's say year by year, like if if I will see any indications that uh, clients are not uh, happy with what we provide, uh, if employees would lose motivation, I think I think that's the main thing that yeah. clients need to be happy and uh, yeah, employees need to have motivation. Exactly, and to put it worse, so success means continuous growth, and if year by year there is definitely significant. Uh, um, uh, growth and uh, a lot of kind of new great stuff is happening for in my mind uh, that's uh, a success and of course it, for, for business of course it's uh, numbers in some way success uh, of course we want to see that company is growing or facing uh, through uh, challenges successfully yeah, uh, right now we know that the uh, it industry uh, in general not only it industry but the economic itself is in quite a difficult time right uh, and a lot of businesses uh, too. So with the global situation being as it is, uh, if we look back at the year 2022 as a whole, what's your outlook on the passing year and what's it been for business development and the software QA industry? I think 2022 was the most interesting year in Tesla Lab, uh, meaning that it was a roller coaster. Okay, like, uh, <laughs> up and downs? Up and downs, yeah, yeah. like uh, first half of uh, 2022 um, was significant growth um it was kind of mostly about hiring uh, there were kind of a lot of uh, companies especially still in audio video and communication sector uh, looking for skilled quality assurance engineers and it was definitely defined uh, just by growth finding uh, uh, new employees we opened also many new uh, sites uh, malaga tartu in estonia vilnius uh, also some new offices in Latvia, so that definitely was defined by growth. Well, in the second uh, half of uh, 2022, uh, already a recession worldwide um, hit in globally. Uh, that was evident also by uh, many top decisions in IT industries that everybody has seen. Um, many of you know, big companies across the world did layoffs and many kind of optimizations since they kind of budget. So they're still, still doing the layoffs, you know. Exactly, they, they still do it. Um, there's also kind of bright side on that. Um, if you um, sit uh, too long in a comfort zone and if you look only at success, it kind of, I wouldn't say maybe degrades you, but sometimes these challenges are very good for companies because it makes to rethink. Uh, how we position our services, products, innovations, and it helps us to make decisions faster and try to figure out what is uh, uh, the right way, how to steer through the turbulent economic times and get get back to the growth faster. So that's um, and that that is a phase we are in at the moment. So um, definitely, kind of fingers crossed that we are making the right decisions to let's say kind of steer through the current situation and get back um, on a good track how was how, how do you think how was the 2022 different from 2021 in regards to qa and business development um yeah 2021 was uh, uh, similar to the beginning of 2022 i mean 2021 was um like one year since uh, pandemic and it was still the 
defined by a huge digital transformation. As, as we know, the pandemic gave uh, a pretty good boost to Tesla Lab, right? Especially exactly. in audio video side. Yeah. And not only Tesla Lab, for IT, IT industry as a whole, uh, 2021, uh, I think, was one of the best years ever. Well, yeah, it gave a lot of people that inside that, hey, we need to actually do more things in IT yeah, than before. Because, uh, this digital transformation, it didn't go only in real time and communications, uh, meaning that you know, a lot of uh, uh, schools went uh, to remote schooling, a lot of work uh, in, in workplaces, they were going to have remote work. A um, lot of people stayed more at home, so streaming services skyrocketed. And not, not only kind of that sector, many other, uh, many, many other kind of aspects of IT had to transform in order to accommodate a new world where people are working remotely, where they're not only physically in office. So it was many industries were skyrocketing. And of course, companies like OS also, uh, let's say, kind of jumped on this trend and were able to successfully um, uh, provide the right people, services and products. But now it, it has been a bit quite uh, calmed down, right? If we compare it to that year. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say at the moment, um, everybody is... Um, Pretty cautious? Cautious, and um, nobody knows what will happen next year. I mean, there are kind of different uh, versions of uh, forecasts. Some say it, it is only the beginning, let's say. Some uh, say it's going to be already ending after exactly. three months. <laughs> Some say, you know, like in one or two months, everything will go up. And... Um, and um, what many co companies does at this moment is, um, how to say it, they make some uh, preventive decisions in optimizing costs or doing some layoffs or finding any other ways how a cost could be re reduced just kind of to raise themselves for potential even more um, uh, e e even more uh, disruptive crisis next year. So I would say at the moment it's more like preventive phase making some decisions and just being ready if things will uh, go um, uh, worse. During the Does uh, Tesla Lab also have some preventive decisions in this particular uh, phase? Yeah, of course we do. I mean, we are not isolated from IT industry. We work in many business verticals. We work uh, in uh, real-time communications. We work uh, fintech. We work uh, with healthcare. We work with uh, e-commerce and many other business verticals. And of course we are, let's say, kind of... Um, everywhere and um, we are part of whole kind of I, I, IT ecosystem and meaning is that we see what's happening and we are also impacted by a global let's say kind of economic downturn and uh, as a company we're also making measures I mean one and uh, most obvious uh, example is that we are uh, pausing active recruitment phase at the moment and focusing only on critical hires. But uh, as we know, other companies are uh, like laying off. Uh, do we search for the talents in those people who are laid off from other jobs? We do. Because there can be a lot of good people, right? Sure, we do, but we do it only for critical hires because anyway, uh, no matter how we look at it, uh, but our kind of first priority would be to seek and find immediately new assignments, new projects and new challenges to them. And we can't really, it wouldn't be kind of very wise to invest in a lot of uh, uh, new people at the moment without that makes sense, knowing yeah. what will happen, let's say, kind of next year and in what way economy will kind of go uh, further. Because, uh, yeah, as you said, it can be in go different ways. Yeah. So from, from that sense, of course, we need to be careful. It wouldn't be 
wise, let's say, to hire a um, lot of new talent at this moment without uh, really understanding uh, what will happen through. So need to be careful. Okay. Uh, if we look at this year, uh, what is the most uh, positive thing uh, in this year for Tesdolab? What uh, comes to mind like the first one? I think first one, uh, similar as um, I told previously, I think I like in a sense these uh, challenges because those challenges gets you out of the comfort zone and when you are out of the comfort zone, Gives you the really growth. have to think and make some yep. smart uh, decisions for company, for growth, for people, for innovations that uh, hopefully will help even more aggressive growth and success in uh, years to come in my mind. And, and I, I, I think that's kind of the best thing. Because always, you know, like when there's some crisis or challenges, there's also opportunities and it's just uh, those companies who will take those opportunities and who will uh, figure out the best way how to um, overcome challenges and make right decisions also will succeed in years to come. Okay, as you mentioned uh, challenges, uh, what are some common challenges that business leaders face and how can these be overcome? Um, well, there's many challenges uh, business leaders face. Um, okay. And, uh, I mean, number one, especially as company gets bigger, when it's not like 10, 20, but hundreds of employees, there's uh, always different viewpoints, different opinions uh, uh, with people, employees, or between kind of groups. And uh, one important challenge is for um, business leaders to make sure that everybody um, is clear on priorities. There is no unhealthy, let's say, um, not like fights, but uh, relationships, uh, relationships okay. uh, within the company, and that's 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 something that uh, business leaders, together with strong HR team, need need to ensure because that also kind of leads to a very good climate within the organization. And if there's good climate, there's good motivation. If there's good motivation, people like what they do. There's kind of better uh, services, products, and company kind of keeps growing. So that's definitely one. The second is. Uh, uh, especially for also company like ours, uh, um, it's um, long past view that uh, business owners uh, can be the only one who uh, runs a company. There has to be very strong uh, leadership team, and that leadership team has to be um, team with mutual trust, uh, somebody who trusts uh, business owners, and uh, vice versa. We should kind of trust them, and um, they should be able to run uh, like smaller divisions or uh, make even kind of autonomous decisions. And uh, there also has to be a situation where we need to learn not to micromanage, but to trust and uh, to see success of them. So those are kind of a couple of uh, most uh, important ones. And of course, uh, priorities, that's something that absolutely must have. Uh, business leaders need to make very clear to their teams what are priorities which should uh, be worked on at the moment and and those things can change and when they change business leaders should be very clear to explain and articulate what's happening and why it's happening and what should be the focus areas how about the key responsibilities of a business leader and uh, does this role differ from other than leadership roles yeah, so business leader, ultimately, a business leader is accountable for everything what's happening uh, in a company, uh, accountable for uh, steering through the crisis, accountable for growth. But um, in my mind, a couple of most important responsibilities, and especially if you talk about uh, tough, economic challenge, uh, tough economic times or challenges, the number one, when it comes to business leader, should be the one that uh, should not panic. 
I should make sh- uh, make sure to explain everything what's happening within you the should company. remain calm right remain calm uh, in the same time be transparent about things that are happening be transparent also about any decisions even they are not always very popular but uh, they should be the ones who communicate who explain who um, make it clear to employees whatever is happening so that's number one number two uh, also making sure that priorities are very well understood uh, within the company within the leadership leadership team so that's of course their um, responsibility uh, how can be business leaders stay up to date with the latest business trends and technologies and use it to improve the business there are many ways i can kind of tell from uh, my perspective i mean of course one is obvious you know business leaders should read uh, and see what's happening uh, within industry from different data sources but that of course is obvious i mean everybody in business should do it but um probably not only in the industry itself but the whole world right exactly yeah. exactly but um but um, some other things like um, myself uh, whenever uh, whenever i have a call with uh, existing clients or with potential new clients uh, there's always this five minute time sometimes when we are waiting for other people to join or just if it's kind of uh, some new client or new people there's always a small talk and uh, i always like to use this time just to check in let's say how your how your company is doing what's happening uh, if they are from some specific business vertical maybe you know healthcare maybe um, e-commerce i'm just checking how uh, how things are for you during this time how you're managing so getting that. a bit of insight from them exactly. to understand and it's, it's it's like uh, like informal but very good knowledge transfer and uh, once you have a lot of those uh, meetings like it, that, it adds up eventually exactly you start kind of get the patterns you start to understand what's what's happening and sometimes i see uh, already sometimes it's by regions i see that there's kind of one tra- trend happening already in the united states companies another trend happening let's say here in uh, europe so you can just and, summarize uh, them all together and then just act to it exactly that's exactly. really nice but 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 of course you know like uh, once uh, well you have kind of different um, uh, data points where you get knowledge but of course it's very important important for business leaders to have good critical thinking and uh, to once you have this data to really kind of think it over and um, make right decision out of it and that's a hard one because there's no formal if there would be formal everybody would be successful uh, businessman and uh, there would be kind of many many successful kind of businesses and that's a, that's a tough one you mentioned uh, critical thinking would you say that emotions uh, and biases are issue while leading a company oh definitely yes yes and definitely. if it's so how can this issue be controlled then um there's no easy way because humans are humans you know like they um, um they're emotional beings you know that's that's reality and um what i discussed previously it's responsibility of business owners try to ensure that there's such a culture within the company where we try to avoid as much as possible any personal feelings emotions uh and um set it aside uh, so to run successful business you need to set aside emotions right yes and it's hard one you know like uh, of, of course it's a hard one because as i told you know like people are people it's not artificial artificial intelligence that is kind of running the business and um things like that could uh, stay away but and it's a continuous work you know like it's just um something that business leaders uh, and uh, management and actual all employees should take very seriously and whenever even uh, some 
let's say personal conflicts or emotions uh, take place it's um, important to face it discuss it if if need to be there be there could be always somebody in middle but 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 of course you know like uh, it has to be let's say stopped uh, in the beginning uh, what are the some best practices for business leadership and how can these be applied to real world scenarios of course number one which is obvious is uh, being um, honest in communication being transparent to whatever is happening because typically everybody can sense it uh, be it employees be it uh, clients be it partners be it uh, anyone uh, with whom I'm working so just to be transparent to avoid uh, different misunderstandings yeah and um second for business um leaders um they need to communicate a lot not only with employees but uh, again also with uh, customers existing customers new customers just to maintain and grow the trust that is definitely definition as further growth and sometimes it kind of takes uh, you out of the comfort zone sometimes you know like you feel that today was kind of super tiring i just don't want to go out to that dinner with a new um, let's say you know clients who are in the town but that's something that uh, definitely business owners should do in order for company to grow so that's uh, definitely another kind of important aspect uh, empowering people another one because uh, again you know like as company grow uh, business owners are not the ones who can define the success uh, that can define that success they need to be empowered leadership team who will continue uh, that growth of the company of course business leaders should learn not to micromanage uh, but trust the team so that's essential skill uh, that um, should happen and uh, yeah i would say those are probably kind of most important ones uh nice uh, how can business leaders balance their time and resources to ensure that the business is running efficiently and effectively without sacrificing the quality well they typically can't <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, but 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 it's not course, possible it, like alone they can't but again it goes back to a strong leadership team okay. um alone business how, how do you find these uh, leadership team well for each leadership team there's a leader right how do yeah. you find these leaders among the others again there's no formal uh, like there's no there's no formal and and, and um, also for us within Tesla Lab uh, they are uh, business leaders who have grown let's say from our existing employees and uh, of course by us working together with them over many years we already sense those right qualities technical qualities communication qualities um, people leading qualities and um, at some point uh, um we see that there's kind of right time to entrust even kind of more and more responsibilities so in that way we have quite many uh um leaders grown within the company but that's kind of one part of course um as we grow more we are also taking outside leadership and um when we are uh, let's say kind of hiring those um, i would call it executive roles uh, we are very careful and by careful i mean it's uh, in in those situations it's not only about technical skills and competences it's more about uh, how we see how that person will fit in our company our culture if they will believe what we do if they will want to be part of uh, further success and stay um, for a um, long long time with us so and um, those are kind of factors that we're looking at Can you name uh, common pitfalls that business leaders should avoid and uh, how can these be avoided? Of course good good business leaders should be proactive not reactive. 
By that I mean um, they should see, let's say, when some challenges are um, coming and they should be able to make preventive decisions just to have as minimum impact for a company as possible. Of course, it's easy to say, you know, like, and, and it's harder uh, to manage actually. And, and we have made even ourselves kind of many mistakes, but, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but a good business leader should definitely be the ones who see what's coming, what will be ahead and uh, make right uh, preventive decisions just to have as minimum impact as possible. And, and of course, always at times that skill could be mastered uh, more and more. The second one comes in my mind is not being um, decisive because sometimes uh, uh, business leaders tend to postpone some hard decisions uh, and uh, that's sometimes hard but definitely skills that is must help our business leaders being decisive even if decisions are not always popular but then it comes uh, what I kind of told earlier even if uh, some things that are not uh, let's say kind of nice or popular a business leader should be able to explain it pretty clearly to everybody involved um, reasoning and um, and why something is being done. But very important one um, is I have seen uh, business leaders to stay in their comfort zone. And uh, that I think is quite dangerous because the world is changing, business is changing, IT industry is changing all the time. And uh, if uh, someone stays too long in their comfort zone, um, it could end up quite badly. I mean, we have seen many examples in IT industries where a super successful company um, in a matter of a couple of months. Uh, yeah, leaders need to adjust. That's true. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that company needs always to continue its improvement, right? How can business leaders foster a culture of innovation and continuous improvement within their team and encourage them for collaboration and uh, learning? Again, it's kind of uh, multiple uh, multiple things that business leaders should do. Um, number one uh, is similar uh, what I mentioned is empowering people um, and empowering uh, um, right leadership team uh, to have clear accountability, uh, clear responsibilities for them. So that's uh, number one. Number two, also for companies like ours, we need. Uh, not only, uh, let's say, kind of find the team responsible for innovations and fund it uh, with budget, but we need continuously to explain and show by examples why uh, innovation is important, how it helps uh, business to grow. Uh, we need to uh, make it super obvious uh, for, for the team. In the same way, um, innovation can only be happen if... Uh, uh, our team continuously learns and grows. So uh, another aspect of uh, um, employee growth and learning is something that we should take, at least company like ours, very seriously and um, definitely have right funds uh, for continuous learning, uh, for continuous courses, for attending different uh, business-related conferences. So uh, all our leaders could be all the time up to date with what's happening and uh, learn new skills. Returning back to success, uh, what are some key metrics that business leaders should track to evaluate the success of their business? And how can we use these metrics to drive the improvements? How do you think? Yeah, so um, we as a company, we are, um, I would say, in a quite good spot where we don't rely on any external investors. It's owned just by uh, two of us owners, meaning that we don't have any, let's say, kind of regular uh, meetings with tons of KPIs about uh, 
all the numbers and metrics and graphs and whatsoever. So uh, we we don't have that, but of course we do have metrics that we um, look for ourselves uh, to look at um, uh, health and success of our business. And uh, a couple of most important ones, which we frequently look are, of course, one is obvious, but any kind of business leader should look at it is numbers, which is um, income, operating costs, uh, profits, uh, which is obvious. You know, like there's nothing kind of better invented uh, num- numbers. Uh, uh, any business leader should always look at, uh, but a couple of uh, other very important one are customer satisf- satisfaction metrics. Uh, frequently speaking with customers, if some customer leaves, understanding exactly what happened, why it happened, and how to prevent it in the future. Uh, other than that is employee satisfaction metrics uh, um, to make sure that uh, team is motivated. Uh, if somebody leaves, understanding exactly why it happens and how to avoid it in the future, uh, those are kind of data points that uh, we look at. And another one, um, of course, market trends that we discussed previously. Mm-hmm. And market trends is something uh, what I mentioned in order for business leaders to make preventive decisions uh, in order for company to grow or steer through any challenges that economy might bring. Um, we just need to be aware what's coming what likely will happen and just make uh, decisions uh, based on that. Okay. How, how do you see the future of software QA businesses, for example, from five years from now? It will stay and it will grow only. Uh, I mean, I, 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 IT as an industry, it will definitely grow. Of course, there will be ups and downs, uh, but uh, uh, I would say that whole digital transformation uh, will just continue over the time and um, that I'm quite confident that uh, IT industry will grow and also the need of software testing will uh, grow. What I see will change, of course, those business verticals will change. Some will be uh, in more demand. Like, for example, we see the rise of artificial intelligence. Yeah, have you, have you seen the new OpenAI chat yeah, GPT as well? It it's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's like Google and steroids, right? Exactly. And, 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 and I think it's no, amazing. no brain is that there will be amazing products developed um, using uh, that technology. And they already are. And, um, and many companies will use artificial inter- intelligence to optimize their costs or to make more effective products. And that, in my mind, definitely will be something. So, so do you think that potentially business leaders right now need to uh, think of AI inside their own company? To use it actually depending on business vertical but uh, of course i of course i i do believe that for many companies uh, using ai could not only let's say optimize Benefit. their costs but also for them to have a ways to be even more successful or, or more innovative uh, so uh, but yeah so that was just an example um, what i told that um, it industry itself definitely will grow it just different business verticals probably will change some will be in a much higher demand uh, definitely will be cyber security given everything what's happening in the world at the That's moment true. Um, um, and um, definitely healthcare uh, and any kind of digital transformation of healthcare products and services something that uh, we already see uh, that is um, very stable and growing and uh, uh, also a business vertical around uh, sustainable energy uh, we also everybody's seen some kind of major developments in that uh, uh, area and 
I don't see any reason why that should slow down and any kind of IT work and innovations around that will only kind of increase. But of course, there will be some aspects that will kind of go, go, go down. And um, do you test develop uh, like a plan to invest in AI or sustainable energy in the upcoming years? Oh, we already are. You already are. Yeah. So, uh, and um, also Adrian's. You should know Adrian's is working on some of some of those. <laughs> some of those. Uh, well, yeah, that's true, actually. Innovation, <laughs> but um, like um, AI, is something that we invest heavily in our research and development team. That's true. And uh, we have built some very strong, um, um, let's say, image quality uh, and video video and image quality evaluation algorithms based on AI. That are using actually kind of similar techniques. It's the same uh, chatbot uh, that you mentioned. Uh, what is your go-to quote in life? What would you recommend to use? It's a tough one. I don't really have one. I should you don't have one. Have yeah, I, I don't really. Have I think one. you need yeah. to think about that one. Yeah. What's yours? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to think before saying something. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a big thank you, everyone, who tuned in and listened to our discussion with Irvins, where we talked about the software quality assurance and business related topics, issues, and trends. It was a very insightful discussion. If you enjoyed listening, feel free to follow our podcast on Spotify or YouTube, where we'll publish more episodes with experts from different software engineering fields. If you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us or topics you'd like us to cover in our next episodes, feel free to reach out to us on uh, Instagram profile, Facebook, or LinkedIn page. Uh, you can find us by the name uh, Tesla Lab. Uh, let's keep advancing your skills and knowledge set and see you with the next one. Thank you, Adrian. Happy to be here. Thank you very much, Evans. It was a pleasure to meet you.